Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 22 of the Money Love Podcast. I am pumped for this episode this week because we are going to be talking about investing in yourself. This is a topic that I am extremely passionate about. So I am probably going to get a little fired up in today's episode. I'm just giving you that warning now because this is an area that I feel a lot of you need help in. And I say that with so much love, but I really, really mean it. Because I talk to so many of you who reach out to me for help. And then when given the opportunity to find a solution to your problem, but it takes a level of investment, then you choose not to. You choose not to invest. You choose not to solve your problem. You choose the comfort of today over the growth of tomorrow. And like I said, it's it's something that I see happening all day, every day. And so I wanted to do a podcast episode specifically about this topic. So what we're going to do in this episode is we are going to talk about the most common reasons why I see consistently that people do not invest in themselves. And there's four main reasons that I've come up with, and we're going to go through all four of them, and I'm going to give you my thoughts But then I'm also going to offer you an alternative viewpoint that you can adopt on them if you want to that might help you and it might open you up to being more willing to invest in yourself moving forward. Okay, so let's just jump right in. So I always like to start with defining exactly what we're going to be talking about. And I want to be clear that in this episode, we are talking about investing in yourself. Okay, I am not talking about investing in the stock market, investing in other investments, things like that. I am going to do a future episode on that type of investing, but I want to be clear that in this episode, I'm talking about investing in you. And when I say investing in you, I primarily mean making a financial investment in yourself, but investing into you can also look like investing your time, your effort, your energy as well. So I'm going to give some examples of how I've invested in myself, and you're going to see a range of all these things. But I primarily mean investing in yourself financially. So here's how we're going to define investing in this episode. Investing is an act of devoting time, effort, energy, or finances to a particular undertaking with the expectation of a worthwhile result. I'm going to say that one more time. It's an act of devoting time, effort, energy, or finances to a particular undertaking with the expectation of a worthwhile result. Now, before we hop into the four things, I want to break out the difference between a cost and an investment because knowing the difference between those two things and viewing your spending and the lens across those two things is really important. So, In my mind, when I'm going out and I'm spending my money, I am always looking at my money going out in one of two ways. Either something is a cost or it's an investment. And here's the difference between the two. A cost is simply just a drain on your resources. 
And an investment is something that will pay you back over time. So with an investment, the money that you spend will come back to you many times multiplied. And I want to be clear that with your spending, it's going to be made up of both, okay? It's going to be made up of both costs and investments. The purpose of this episode is not to tell you that you need to just completely cut out cost out of your spending and only spend your money on things that are investments. There's going to be things that you spend money on that are costs. They just are. And listen, that's totally fine. I spend a lot of money on things that are cost. For instance, I think of going to Starbucks as a cost. It's money that I spend that, according to the definition, it drains my financial resources. And I'm not really going to be getting any money back when I buy my latte. But I enjoy my latte and I budget for it. So I'm going to go spend the money guilt-free, which is great. So again, I just want to be clear that this episode is not going to be about telling you, hey, you need to shift from all costs to all investments. But the point is to show you that there is a difference. And I always want you to start viewing the money that you're spending as one of those two things. Always be evaluating, okay, is this a cost or is this an investment? And a lot of people don't view their spending in that way. And they view everything as a cost, even if it is an investment. And that can be a true detriment when you're doing that. We're going to dive a little deeper into this later in the episode. It's actually one of the four points that I'm going to make. But I always just want to point out the difference between a cost and an investment. It's okay to have both, but always just be looking at your spending and the lens of, is this a cost or is this an investment? So before we actually hop into the four things, I want to share with you some of the financial investments that I have made this year in myself. So I want to be fully transparent about this because this episode is going to be me urging you to make an investment in yourself. And I want you guys just to know right off the bat that I'm not going to be encouraging you to do something that I'm not willing to do for myself. So just this past year in 2020, the largest investment that I made in myself was my life coaching certification. So that was an $18,000 investment that I made in myself and my future earning potential and my future business. I also looked back and totaled it all up. I've spent a little over $3,500 this year on online courses or coaching for myself outside of my life coaching certification. So this is outside of the $18,000. I spend roughly $140 a month on my health through various fitness memberships. And also this year I bought a Peloton. That Peloton was around $2,500. I pay $84 a year for YNAB. YNAB is You Need a Budget. It's the budgeting software that I use. I actually share more about that in episode six if you're interested in learning more about YNAB. But YNAB, I pay $84 a year for. I also pay around $400 a month in other services that I use to essentially buy back my time. So That's across a house cleaner, somebody that comes and takes care of our yard, people that I hired to run errands for me, like grocery shopping, dry cleaning, things like that. And then honestly, I didn't even take the time. (laughs) I didn't take the time to total up how much I've spent on books this year, but I'm sure if I was just to make an educated guess, it's probably at least a couple hundred dollars that I've spent on books this year. So those are all ways that I have invested in myself just in 2020. And I want to just put this out there. I know that you might be listening to this and be like, that's a lot of money. And it is a lot of money. 
And I totaled it all up and it's just over $30,000 that just in 2020 I have spent on investments in myself. Now, 60% of that, 18,000 of the 30,000 was my life coaching certification. So that definitely is an outlier. That's not something I'm going to be doing every year. But like I said, I did want to be incredibly transparent about this because I want you to know that throughout this episode, when I'm stressing the importance to you about investing in yourself, I want you to know that I'm not telling you to do something that I'm not willing to do for myself. And when we start talking about the challenges of investing in yourself, I just want you to know that I get it. The only reason that I was able to come up with these four things so easily is because they're also things that I go through as well when I'm given the opportunity to invest in myself. And I understand how challenging it is because I do this at a very high level. But you will notice that I do view all of these things as investments in me because they allow me to focus on or they equip me with tools and knowledge and resources that allow me to go out and make more money, even if it is indirectly, right? So let's take all of the health stuff, for example. So some people might argue that a Peloton or my other fitness memberships are a cost because they are simply just a drain on my resources. But I actually argue that they're investments because when I'm taking care of my physical health, I'm more productive, I have more energy, I feel better, I'm more focused, I can serve the clients that I have at a much higher level, the output that I produce is a much higher level in value, and all of those things lead to more money in the long run. So investing in my physical health is an investment of my money that indirectly leads to more money. Let's look at YNAB, for example. So I actually said this in the last episode, episode 21, but some of y'all aren't even willing to spend the $7 a month on YNAB, even though if you learn how to use it and you invest not only the cost to use the system, but you invest your time and energy figuring out how to use it, what comes back to you monetarily, indirectly, through using a system that is going to help you manage your money better is probably $70 a month. It's probably tenfold, but you're actually paying for it. YNAB truly is some of the best money that I spend all year. And every year when they charge my card that $84, I am so excited to be able to make that investment in myself and in my finances. I love spending that money. There's things that buy me back my time that allow me to spend my time on my business making more money. And again, that is an indirect investment, but it's actually a very profitable one. Because if I can spend two hours working on my business instead of cleaning my house every week, not only does that investment pay for itself, but then there's a return because I know what an hour of my time is worth. And it's worth way more than what I'm paying for an hour for someone else to come clean my house or do my grocery shopping for me. And so some things are investments, but they're not obvious investments. It's not like buying a stock and then watching it increase in value over time. And you have to always be looking at things through that lens and asking yourself the question, by me investing this money, will more money be coming my way either directly or indirectly in the near or long-term future? And if the answer to that question is yes, then it's considered an investment. 
And that information definitely needs to be taken into consideration when deciding whether or not to spend that money. So all that to say, there's a lot of things in your life and a lot of ways to spend your money that is actually an investment. By spending the money, it's going to lead to more money down the road. And I always want you to be looking at it through that viewpoint. So let's go ahead and get into the four reasons why I feel investing in ourselves is so challenging. And like I said, I struggle with all four of these, which is why they were so easy for me to come up with them. But I see all of these in you guys very often as well. So I think that these will resonate with you. The first thing that stops us from investing in ourselves is simply just the fear, the risk, or the uncertainty that comes with making any investment. I put this one first because, in my opinion, I feel like it's the strongest force pushing us away from investing in ourselves because it makes us feel the most uncomfortable. And remember, Your emotions, the way that things make you feel is so important because your feelings and your emotions drive all of your actions. So let's just acknowledge the fact right now that investing in yourself isn't always fun. It doesn't always feel good. In fact, most of the time, it doesn't feel good. And in my own personal experience, it's more like a roller coaster. You can go from excitement to terror to inspired, to uncertain in a span of 30 minutes after you've made a decision to invest in yourself. I can tell you as someone who is always looking for opportunities to invest in myself, because like I've told you in past episodes, I believe that it truly is the best investment you can make. Even though I know that and I believe that in my core, it is still extremely uncomfortable to me. My brain still freaks out. Every time I invest in myself, every time, it's always telling me to stop. It's always telling me to hold up. It's always telling me, no, this isn't safe. This is dangerous. Don't go any further. And here's why. Because with any investment that you are making, there is a level of risk. There is uncertainty. And it's helpful to know that the hardest thing, the hardest thing for the human mind to handle is uncertainty. Your brain wants to know what's coming. Your survival, primitive, lizard brain really likes certainty. It likes routine. It likes predictability. And if it were up to your lizard brain, you would never evolve. You would live a life of rinse and repeat because your brain wants to keep you doing the things that you've always done because your brain knows that those things are safe They haven't killed you in the past, which means they're probably not going to kill you moving forward. And so what so many of us do is we think that the fear, the risk, the uncomfortableness that you feel when given the opportunity to invest in yourself means stop. And so you do. And I hear all the time like, "Eh, you know, it just doesn't feel right. Something just kind of feels uncertain. It feels a little risky. And it's like, uh... Yeah, doy. Like it's supposed to. Like, congratulations. You have a human brain, and your human brain is working exactly the way that it's been designed to work. And so, what so many people do is they let their lizard brain win. And when you say no, when you are given the chance to make an investment in yourself and you say no, you're saying no to something that feels risky and scary. That actually feels amazing to your brain. It's like a relief to your brain because you're making a decision 
to your brain that essentially is kind of like taking you out of the danger. So saying no to investing in yourself actually feels really good to your brain. And saying yes is incredibly challenging because it feels terrible. And your brain doesn't like things that feel terrible. And my brain does this too, trust me. When I was deciding on my life coaching certification, my brain was offering me all sorts of reasons and drama of why I shouldn't do it, why I shouldn't spend the money, how we couldn't afford it, how we would have to dip into our savings to pay for it, how risky it was, how basically the world had just shut down. This was back in March, how we were in the midst of a pandemic and everyone was losing their jobs and things were really scary and the stock market had just crashed and everything was so uncertain. And I had a million reasons just to say, you know what, this just isn't the right time. My brain does the same thing that your brain does. But the difference is by knowing ahead of time that my brain is going to freak out and it's going to give me a million reasons to say no, that it's not a reason to say no. Just because something doesn't feel good doesn't mean stop. Because if you listen to that voice every time, you're never going to move forward and you're never going to evolve outside of your comfort zone. So I want to just talk about risk for a little bit because risk is one of those things that, again, your brain is designed to avoid because risk equals uncertainty and your brain hates uncertainty. I actually have an episode scheduled for 2021 where we're going to be talking about taking calculated risks with your finances, but I just want to touch on it here briefly. So every investment comes with a level of risk. And when you think about a risk associated to an investment, all the risk really is is that the investment isn't going to meet your expectations of what you think the investment is going to bring you, right? Like that's the risk. Risk is simply just a missed expectation. But all risk is relative. Risk is subjective. Like what's risky to one person might not be risky at all to another person because we all have different risk tolerances. And it's important to know what your risk tolerance is. However, make no mistake that regardless of what your risk tolerance is, the fuel that makes it possible for you to conquer new territory is risk. Successful investing relies on your ability to retrain yourself to see fear as a good thing, not a bad thing. Fear just means, okay, there's something here that's uncertain, but uncertainty doesn't mean stop. And when it comes to evaluating risk, I want you just to try to quiet the emotional factors that are playing into the decision And just be more focused on the logical factors that are playing into your decision. Most of us base our decision to invest or not on emotion rather than logic. We incorrectly assume (laughs) that there is a direct correlation between the fear level and the risk level, right? But oftentimes there's not because oftentimes our emotions are not very rational. And if we truly understood how to calculate risk, we would know which risks are worth taking and we'd be a lot less fearful about making them. I mean, many times, even when our emotions lack any type of rational basis, we often will allow our feelings to prevail over logic. And instead of thinking about what could be, we focus on what if. 
But I want you to know that risk doesn't have to be reckless. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Risk does not have to be reckless. And it's about knowing how to calculate risk. And so to calculate risk, we have to predict the probability that the outcome of our behavior is going to result in either a positive or a negative consequence, and that we have to measure how big of an impact those consequences are going to have and make the decision from there, not from the level of fear that we have. In the book Failing Forward by John C. Maxwell, he says that risk must be evaluated not by the fear that it generates in you, or the probability of your success, but it has to be evaluated by the value of the goal. And I love that so much. So just know that many times there's really not a clear correlation between the fear that you feel and the risk level because many times our emotions when it comes to making an investment are irrational. So I just wanted to touch on risk. So just know that every investment does have a level of risk, but risk isn't a bad thing. Risk is simply the opportunity of a missed expectation, but it doesn't have to be reckless. Like I said, risk can be evaluated and calculated and observed through a lens that's responsible. But just know too that taking risk, taking calculated risks, is oftentimes the difference between just living a mediocre life and living an extraordinary life. And I believe that if you don't risk anything at all, you're risking even more. Okay, so that is the first thing that holds us back. It's the risk, the fear, the uncertainty of the investment. But the second factor that holds so many of us back from investing in ourselves is that we are past-focused instead of being future-focused. So again, this one happens by default. It's just your brain being your brain. But we have to know these things in order to direct our mind and thoughts to where they're going to serve us best. And the past is not where your thoughts are going to serve you. Remember that anytime you're looking into a decision that is going to take you into the future, your brain is going to want to look to the past for reference. Your brain loves the past because the past has happened. There's no uncertainty in the past. It's done. It's cemented in time. And if you're here listening to this podcast, then anything you've done in the past, your brain loves because it hasn't killed you yet, which means it's probably not going to kill you moving forward. So when we're looking to the future and trying to determine what's possible or if something is going to be a profitable investment, your brain is going to want to look to your past for data, and for evidence to make that decision. And you cannot let your brain do that because the past is a terrible investment. Your past is the absolute worst investment that you can make. If you want to be someone who grows, who appreciates, who expands, you cannot look to the past to be making investment decisions about your future. And this quote floats around on the interwebs a lot, and I saw that Lewis Howes posted it the other day, and it's a little corny, but I mean, the underlying message of it is spot on. And it essentially says that unsuccessful people make decisions based on their current situations and their past, and successful people make decisions based on where they want to be. So if there is an investment that you really want to make in yourself, but you find yourself saying things like, well, I've never been able to do it, or it didn't work out last time, 
or I don't know how. Those are all ways that you are looking at the capabilities of your past or your present self and letting your past or present dictate your future. And that's how we get caught in the rinse and repeat cycle. So here's what I like to do when I'm considering if I'm going to make any future investment in myself. I always think about future Paige. Past Paige is not referenced at all because she is of no help or inspiration to me when I'm looking to my future. And I'm not saying that I don't ever think about or reference my past self, but my past self isn't helpful here. She adds no value to me, and so she does not get a say in my future investments. And so instead, I look at my future self and I access her wisdom. I think about Paige a year, five years, 10, 20 years from now, and I am always imagining her life and then evaluating what investments has she made in herself that she is now reaping the benefits of. And if I'm presented with an opportunity to invest in myself that is going to create a result that contributes to that future vision that I have of my future self, then the answer of whether or not to invest becomes really easy because then it's always a yes. And so I encourage you to do the same, to access the wisdom of your future self. Think of her almost as like she's a good friend of yours, but she's an older, wiser, more mature and seasoned version of you, almost like she's your mentor. And tap into her wisdom. Seek her guidance and ask, okay, would future Paige encourage me to make this investment in myself today based off where she is in the future? And make that decision from there. Because again, the past is a losing investment. Referencing your past to decide on a future investment means that you'll pretty much never break even on your investment. The best case scenario is that you won't really lose anything, but you're not going to gain anything either. It's kind of like buying a stock at $10 and the stock just stays at $10. Was it a bad investment? No. But was it a meaningful investment? Also no, because nothing was gained. So always be future focused when you're evaluating investments. The payoff of an investment moving forward has nothing to do with the past. Even if you've never done it, even if you don't know how, even if there was a missed expectation in the past, it's like, so what? The past has absolutely no power or say over the future. That is the second thing that holds us back is that we're past focused versus being future focused. But like I said, tap into your future self and make choices about investments from there. So the third thing that holds us back from investing in ourselves is kind of similar to number two, but it's a little different. It's being short-term focused versus being long-term focused. So here's what I mean by this one. Most people, when making an investment, choose not to make the investment because they are so entrenched in the short-term pain and the discomfort that making the investment is going to cause today in the present. They can't come up to 30,000 feet and look farther into the future to see that while, yes, your bank account is going to be less today, there's the potential that you'll have double, triple, however many times extra 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And again, this is another area where you have to deliberately quiet your primitive survival brain that is going to be very focused on the resources that are being depleted 
today. So going back to my life coaching certification, of course, absolutely, my brain wanted to focus on depleting our savings by $18,000 and how uncomfortable that was going to be. But like I said, I had to purposely remind myself that I wasn't saying yes to depleting our savings $18,000 today. What I was really saying yes to was the possibility of building a million-dollar coaching business five years from now. And so while, yes, I do have less money today as a result of this investment, however, my potential for income in the future has been increased exponentially as a result of this investment. And I really had to stay focused on the long-term vision and the payoff of the investment. And that's what you have to do with any investment. The same is true when you're investing money in the stock market, right? Like you're not buying the stock for what the stock is worth today. You're buying the stock for the potential of what it's going to be worth 10, 20, 30 years from now. You're not saying yes to today. You're saying yes to the future long-term potential of the investment. Even when your investment is in the stock market, right? Like tax law even rewards those of us who take a longer-term approach. If you keep your stock longer than a year, you have to pay, typically for most people, less taxes on it than if you keep the stock less than a year. So it's rewarding you for having that longer-term approach. And this is a big one, huge. I see it with you guys every single day. And I'm just going to use this example because it's a very clear one for me, but with coaching. 90% of the people that come to me and say, hey, I want to get coached by you. By the time we get on a call and I give them all the pricing and stuff like that, they go from a yes to a no because they cannot get over the short-term discomfort of making that investment today. Even though if you are looking at the investment from a long-term vision, it's an absolute no-brainer because if you take what you're going to save and you extrapolate it out, if you extrapolate the payoff of the investment across a year, five, 10 years, the coaching is going to pay for itself 20 times over. But instead of having less in the short term today to have more in the long term, most people would rather have more today, but have less in the future. And this goes back to the one that we were just talking about. If you care about how you feel or how much money that you're going to have today more than your financial potential in the future, then of course, 99 times out of 100, you're going to choose not to invest in yourself every single time. Trust me, there have been so many situations where I'm like, yeah, this is going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to drain my resources to a point that makes me uncomfortable, but I'm willing to do that because I know that by doing that today, that means five times more in the future than I would have had otherwise. A good example of this is next year in 2021, I'm planning on joining a mastermind that costs $25,000, you guys, okay, $25,000. Now, listen, that is not lost on me that that is a crap ton of money, but the payoff of that $25,000 is going to be a half a million dollar business. So am I willing to pay $25,000 to create $500,000? Yeah, I'm absolutely willing to make that investment because I'm not focused on the $25,000. I'm focused on the $500,000. So like I said, when I give you guys the opportunity to invest in yourself and I'm like, hey, here's the cost of coaching, 
You guys cannot get over that initial cost, even if it is going to lead to 20 times that down the road. There's this saying that I love, and it says that all long-term thinking has short-term pain. And all short-term thinking has long-term pain, but short-term relief. And you have to be prepared for the fact that the payoff to your investment might not be immediate. And you have to remind yourself that although we live in a world of instant gratification, your investment needs time to grow and expand, and you have to be okay with that. You have to keep a long-term vision and know that it's going to come back to you multiplied, but you have to allow it time to happen. So that is the third, is that with any investment, you have to keep a long-term vision. You cannot focus on the initial investment today, but instead you have to focus on what that initial investment is going to grow into in the long-term. That's the lens that you want to be making investment decisions from. All right, and so the fourth and final block that stops us from investing is the lack of self-confidence in ourselves to do the work necessary to produce the payoff that we want. And I put this one last because it's probably the most deep-rooted. When we choose not to invest, the answers that we give are, oh, it's just too risky, it's not the right time, it's too expensive. But really at the root of it all, if you were to peel back all the layers, is the notion of, I don't believe in myself. I don't think that I can do it. I don't think I have what it takes to make this a profitable investment. And when that happens, what we do is we remove the reason away from the investment of why we're not investing. And then it becomes about us and the confidence that we have in ourselves, like I said, to make it a worthwhile investment. Self-confidence is so key when it comes to investing in yourself because When you're investing in yourself, you're essentially saying that you are the asset. You are the vessel that is going to expand and appreciate. And you have to believe that you have that capability within you to make that possible. Your willingness to make an investment in yourself really lies on how sure that you feel that the end result is guaranteed. And that is where the self-confidence comes in, because if you believed 110% that the end result was guaranteed, you would absolutely make the investment. It becomes a no-brainer. But so many of you guys don't believe in yourself. You don't believe that the end result is guaranteed because you don't believe in yourself. And again, there is another future podcast episode that is slated for 2021 all about self-confidence. And we're going to spend an entire episode on cultivating self-confidence in terms of money. But the bottom line is that you have to have an unshakable belief in yourself that you are worth the investment and that you have what it takes to make any investment you make in yourself a worthwhile one. The reality is, is that when I'm talking to you guys during the day, I see it so often that my belief in you is greater than the belief that you have in yourself. I believe in you more than you believe in you. And that's a problem. (laughs) There should not be a human being on this planet that has more belief in your ability than you have in your own ability. Your love for yourself, your belief in your future potential has to be so rock solid and so unshakable 
that it's not even a factor when making investments in yourself. So when you're evaluating an investment, the question should be, is this going to be a worthwhile investment of my time and resources? Not, do I have what it takes to pull this off? Because the answer to that question is, of course you do, but only if you believe that you do. One viewpoint that helps me a lot when I'm investing in myself is that I'm always gaining something, always. I think that if you're willing to put yourself out there, if you're willing to bet on yourself, then really at the end of the day, there is no losing. Even if the payoff isn't what you thought, even if the financial return is negative, it wasn't a loss, it wasn't a failure. Remember, the definition of investing that I said earlier was devoting of your resources for a worthwhile result, not a positive result, a worthwhile result. And when it comes to investing in yourself, there's gaining and learning. There's always at least, at the end of the day, there is always learning with any investment. And sometimes there's both. Sometimes there is gaining and learning. But regardless of whether the investment paid off, quote unquote, or if it met your expectations, you can always say, always, every single time that you learned something, which in my opinion, makes the investment worthwhile. When you can make the leap and invest in yourself, it's never a loss. There is always something gained, even if the gain isn't financial. And so if no one has ever told you this, let me be the first to tell you that you are worth the investment in yourself. You are worth the effort, you're worth the time, the challenges, the consideration. So that is the message that I have for you this week. And before we wrap, I want to give you an opportunity to invest in yourself and in your financial potential going into 2021. So as we are wrapping down 2020, uh, this episode is airing on December 15th. So we have essentially two weeks left in 2020. I am going to be taking on my one-on-one coaching clients for all of 2021. And what I'm doing is a little different going into 2021. The one-on-one clients that I'm taking on, I'm taking them on for the entire year. And so once the spots are full, it's essentially going to be full for the entire year. My favorite part about being a coach is giving you guys the opportunity every single day to make the investment in yourself if you want to. So if one-on-one coaching, coaching with me to improve your finances, to build a business, make more money, get your systems in place, pay off your debt, increase your credit score, do all of those things. If that is something that you want to make an investment in, I want to encourage you to check out one-on-one coaching. So There is a link in the show notes, but you can also just come to my Instagram at the purposeful penny and just DM me, say, hey, I'm interested in one-on-one coaching and I will kind of give you next steps from there. But I just want you to know that I understand, okay, take it from somebody who invests a lot in herself. I know that change is scary. I know that uncertainty feels terrible, but what if the investment that you are so afraid to make is the one that could change your life? The aftermath of a no is never going to be life-ruining, okay? It's just not, right? Like I said, the no is the easy part. The no feels good to your brain, but the aftermath of a yes could be life-changing, but you have to be willing to invest. There is no return on investment without the investment. (laughs) That's just how it works. 
So many of y'all, I talk to you, want to create this amazing life. But when it comes down to putting some skin in the game, you're unwilling to do it. You just want the growth and the expansion and the abundance to fall out of the sky and into your lap. And it just doesn't work that way. I wish it did, but it doesn't. There's a proverb that says that fortune favors the bold. And in my mind, bold means those who are willing to take calculated risk. Not reckless risks, but those who are willing to be uncomfortable today for something greater tomorrow. They are those that know that the investment that you make in yourself is the best and most profitable investment that there is to make. And I know it feels uncomfortable. I know your brain is going to fight you every step of the way. It's going to give you all the reasons why you can't, why it's not safe, why you're in danger, why you're at risk. But you have to quiet your primitive brain and you have to tap into your future wisdom. You have to keep a long-term vision and you have to know that you are capable of doing the work to make any investment in yourself worthwhile. You have to believe that you are worth it. I believe that you're worth it, and I believe in you, and I hope that you know that as well. So reach out to me if private coaching is something that you are interested in. Like I said, it is one of those things where, yes, it's an investment, but it's going to pay for itself 20 times over. And so private coaching is for those of you who you're like, listen, 2021 is the year for me that I really want to dive deep into my financial well-being and put the work in this year. So that 5, 10, 20 years from now, I am reaping the rewards of that. Like I said, I truly feel like the best part about being a coach, my favorite part of my job, is giving you guys the opportunity to invest in yourselves because it's one of the most powerful and life-altering choices that you can make. All right, that's all I have for you this week. I love you guys so much. I will see you next Tuesday. If you enjoyed this episode, please do not be shy about sharing it with your network. And if you have two minutes, if you're listening on iTunes, leave a review. I love you guys so much, and I will see you next week. Bye. Hey, girl. If you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in Overcoming Overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money, and your spending will be controlled purposeful and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's 100% risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.